0: We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jakehasnetwork.org/donate. Thanks. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat, shabbat, shabbat,
1: shabbat, shabbat,
0: shabbat, shabbat, shabbat,
1: shabbat shalom. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shabbat Shabbat, 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 shalom. shabbat shalom. Friday eve, the
2: beggar and well, the to I'm Jabbat your host, We've got a wonderful night. show you today. In this half hour, we're going to discussing what's going on with the Israel COVID vaccine with the Israel consul from Chicago, who's serving the Midwest, Mr. Daniel Aschein. We've had him on before, and we to have him on again. We have lots of wonderful music speaking. Throughout the show, the portion of the week is the portion of shows, the beginning of the book of Exodus. We've got a wonderful story at the end, of a really, really, really significant story at the end. So want to stay tuned for that. Before we do anything else, let's go right to the news. <laughs> Hamas fired two rockets toward Ashkelon. The Iron Dome intercepted both of them. In return, the IAF blew up a Hamas terror tunnel, munitions factory, and military base. Israel fired rockets at Hezbollah military base south of Damascus, killing one and injuring three. Rockets were also fired at bases along the Lebanese border. Israel is currently vaccinating at a rate of 150,000 people today, with more than 800,000 already vaccinated. COVID-19 rates are still high in the Holy Land. More than 5,000 people today are testing positive. In related news, a riot broke out at the Leonardo Hotel in Jerusalem as people quarantined there, decided to leave. Israel has changed its policy and now requires Israelis arriving from overseas to quarantine at home. A U.S. grand jury handed down an indictment against Omar Sheikh for acts of terrorism for the murder of Daniel Pearl. The indictment comes after the Paki Supreme Court ordered the release of the terrorist. This is interesting of note. The former residence of the U.S. ambassador to Israel in Tel Aviv sold to Sheldon Edelson for $67 million, the most expensive residential property in Israel. What do you get for a $67,000 house? $67,000 million house. Wow. And finally, 176,000 babies were born in Israel in 2020, 74% were Jewish, 23 percent Arab, and 3 percent everybody else. More than 20,000 Jews from 70 countries immigrated in 2020 despite the corona restrictions. More than 34,000 came last year in 2019, which was Israel's largest one-year total immigration. And that's the news. Some of the best jobs in the world are in the radio and television industry, and you too can join the workforce in as little as eight months when you complete your hands-on training at the Spex Howard School of Broadcast Arts located in Southfield, Michigan. At Spex Howard School, students get to play and learn at the same time. Imagine spending your class time behind the microphone, spinning music and hosting your own radio show, or designing and lighting a set for your own TV program, running a camera, learning to edit, directing a program, when you go to Specs, your day will be anything but dull. And if school is this fun, imagine how exciting it is to work in the growing industry. In addition, the credits you earn while attending Spex Howard School are currently accepted at 14 area colleges and universities. If you've always wanted the best job in the world, call for a tour of Spex Howard School at 248-358-9000. That's 248-358-9000 and visit them on the web at specshoward.edu. Spex Howard School of Broadcast Arts. This is where you start. Hey, er, Shilfing in here. We are listening to the Jewish hour. We have online Mr. Daniel Asheim, who is representing the Israeli Council of the Midwest, which is in Chicago but serves our area. And we're talking about a real phenomenon in Israel with the corona vaccine. How are you today, Daniel?
3: Thank you very much Rabbi Filman. I'm also happy to be part of your statistic that you mentioned before, as my daughter was born in 2020 in Israel, so the Corona child. <laughs> well,
2: mazal Tov, you Thank only, you. Not, only good things.
3: Amen.
2: Okay, so now I have, looking at the, you heard the news before. Israel is vaccinating people at a rate of 150,000 people a day, and they want to ramp it up even more, which is great, as compared to, say, like Michigan, which has the same population of Israel, about 9 million, and they're doing here in Michigan 20,000 people a day. And in Michigan, somebody complained to me yesterday that they had to stand in line for four hours to get vaccines. So... What is Israel doing different?
3: First of all, uh, Rabbi Friedman, I'm very happy that we are having this talk now. Last time we spoke, we were in different times and now we are looking finally at the beginning of the end. So hopefully this news for humanity with this vaccinations, two vaccinations already approved by FDA, and hopefully soon new ones will be added, is already a positive note in the midst of this pandemic that we all want to put behind us. And as you mentioned before, truly, Israel is now proudly leading the world in the amount of vaccination doses administered per 100 people. So as of today, Israel has 9.18 people already vaccinated per 100 people, which is an extraordinary number. Number two in the world after us is a new partner for Pete Bahrain, has three. 37, and the United States is with 0.84 currently in the European Union with less than that. So the question why, there's two factors. Number one is Israeli government's determination to acquire nations to come as early as possible. A lot of determination to believe that this is what is going to lead Israel to overcome this pandemic. That's number one. Number two, the population the population, which is believing in science, in scientists, in, in what the doctors say, and they went in massive numbers to get vaccinated. My father yesterday morning got the first dose. We're looking forward for the next ones. So the population is number two. Number three is the medical system in Israel, which is a phenomenal system. Even though it had challenges in the last years with budget, Nevertheless, the Israeli medical system is the top notch in the world, not only in the quality of its doctors and hospitals, but th- what we saw during this, this pandemic vaccination project is we have an amazing system of medicine in the community, which is called Kupot Cholim. And every citizen is a part of one of these, one of these institutions, and therefore, it's very easy to approach every every person in the country based on who he is, his medical records, how he's prioritized, and then call him to come vaccinate, to get a vaccine. And it's very organized, very quickly done, very professionally done. And this is something Israel can show to the world. Okay. Now, so in Michigan,
2: I'm not sure how it is in the rest of America, they've pri- prioritized it. And they must have consulted some sort of industrial psychologist because me personally, I'm in group 1C, which sounds like, okay, I'm in group 1C. But in further analysis, there's group 1A, 1B, 1C, and 2. So really, I'm in group 3. So group 3 doesn't sound as good as 1C. Do
3: they have such prioritization in Israel as well? So, yes. So there was a committee of experts who advised to the Ministry of Health in Israel who will be the first getting the vaccination, because this, of course, is the moral and ethical challenges here are are very clear. Who is more important or who should get it first? Is it the doctors? Is it the people with risk? Is it the, the people who are working with, in old-aged homes? Is it the, doc, is it the policemen? Is it for, in the prisons? So there are a lot of different thoughts about it. And in the end, a committee of the top-notch doctors and people, also professors of ethics, sat together and decided that the first stage of vaccinations in Israel is going to be people above the age of 70 then it went down to the ages of 60 and up, and and people the same time people who have who are part of the risk groups, so who have diabetes or people who have other breathing problems and other things that are known to be more dangerous when you have the pandemic. So it was prioritized by age and by risk groups, and then they are already expecting by the end of January to already have the necessary amount of people vaccinated in the risk groups in the country, which is phenomenal. We're talking about 2 million people who are part of the risk groups or in a top 60 plus or with other diseases. And therefore, we think that by the end of January, we'll have immunity in those groups. And by mid-March, we are supposed to come to a stage that about 60% of the population, if we're continuing in this rate, will be vaccinated.
2: That's phenomena. Uh, if you're just joining us, our guest today is Daniel Ashheim from the Israel Consul in Chicago, serving the Midwest, and we're talking about COVID and other related things. Okay, so I saw, I didn't report it in the news, but I saw that Israel's is expected to get another million-dose million shipment next week. So we have a problem here in Michigan which the vaccine Pfizer's in Kalamazoo and we can't get a million doses in Michigan. I have a, a student whose wife works in an emergency room in the hospital and she was knocked back from the first round of immunization because she doesn't work with COVID patients because they had such a severe shortage. How is Israel able to get so much of the vaccine?
3: So, of course, these are things which are eventually it's between the government and the private companies, the, the companies who produce it, whether it's Moderna, Pfizer or any other country in the world. Eventually, they're private companies and it's, it's agreements between governments and these companies. So every, every country has different agreements based, based on various factors, which I'm not aware of either. Some of that is confidential. Some of that is just business deals. And yes, this is why it was very impressive that Israel, as a small country of 9 million people, was able to negotiate and work closely with these companies and with other governments on, on bringing it to Israel in these masses and so quickly. I really hope it will come also to other parts of the world and will be, it will be behind us, whether it's in Michigan, in Illinois, in New York, Florida, Canada, Africa or Asia.
2: I heard a a shmua, which is a rumor, and we know how rumors are, that Prime Minister Netanyahu got on the phone, CEO from Pfizer, and said he'll pay double the list price, and if they could get all of the stuff that they need when they need it. Have you heard such a rumor?
3: So first of all, what's not a rumor is that Prime Minister Netanyahu spoke to him a couple of times and spoke to other companies as well and as also the Ministry of Finances and the Minister of Foreign Affairs uh, Israel's number one priority was to bring as many vaccinations, safe vaccinations to Israel as early as possible for as many people possible in order to have sufficient number of vaccinations for the general population of Israel. Again, as soon as possible. And of course, in the eventually it's a matter of, of Dealing with private companies, as I said before, I am not aware of how much was paid to who. These, again, of course, are confidential agreements between companies. It's not allowed to reveal it. So, therefore, all of these rumors are not based. Nevertheless, we are proud that we got it. So, for us, the price is, was less an issue, was more the issue. Eventually, the price of the vaccination is a much lower price that the economy pays than having the covid continue with us longer. Every month with COVID lockdowns is a lot a lot of money spent for the government.
2: Okay, understood. Now, so the, Israel has an, an anomaly in that, okay, so they're, they're vaccinating at such a, a, a fast paced rate, yet their infection rate is still incredibly high. we are talking about like 5%. Michigan is like below, we're like hovering around 25 And so it seems like, on one hand, they're doing things very right. On the other hand, it seems like the Israelis are doing things very wrong.
3: Look, you're right, Rabbi Finman, this is a challenge. We are in the middle of war on time, and war between the pandemic and the vaccination. So it's always a rush. What is going to be quicker? These are the discussions today in Israel. What is going to be quicker, the amount of people... Uh, being infected, or the amount of people getting vaccinated. So it's always a parallel track. We hope, of course, that the people who got vaccinated will be quicker and will be will overcome those who are who get the disease. Nevertheless, it's a challenge. It's con- going to continue becoming. It's going to be a challenge. And until the people we get to herd immunity with the vaccinations, we are going to be in this in this in this routine of lockdowns and openings. And hopefully, Israel is currently, it's not a full lockdown because a lot of things, sectors are continuing to work. But we hope that this is going to be the last stage of restrictions for the populations. And as I've said before, end of January, hopefully, the population at risk will be over it. And March, April, coming back to routine, we hope and pray that this is going to be the best news of the new year. Okay. Again, our guest
2: today is Daniel Ashheim from Israel Consul in Chicago. Uh, can I change the subject on you a little bit? We we have drama in our country with elections, but our elections are like s- children's cartoons <laughs> compared to the drama that's been going on with Israel with their elections. Okay, it sound, it's, and to me, looking from the outside in, it sounds very petty. You have uh, people made a coalition, and then the coalition didn't work so well, and they couldn't come agreement with a certain issue about next year's budget, and the whole government falls apart. What What's going on?
3: First of all, it's true. The political system in Israel in recent years is is polarized by different groups who believe in different things. And this brings the system into instability regarding coalitions and and opposition. And we are going into new elections now. Hopefully after that, we're going to get into more political stability in the future. Uh, these are interesting times, these are challenging times, these are times that we will need to find a way to work together. Also, when with disagreements, we don't have to agree about everything, but we need to find the common things in order to learn to work together and form a stable coalition in the future. Who it will be, who will form the coalition, who will be in opposition, that the voter will say in March, and hopefully that will be the last elections for the next few years. And also, I hope it will also be post-COVID.
2: When was the last time there was a government that lasted the full term,
3: Daniel? Full term, it was a few years ago. It was actually the longest. But this is something Israeli political system already for for years, it's hard for it to, for a full term, based again on different factors. But it has been a few years since last time.
2: Uh, In your lifetime.
3: Yes, yes, it
2: was in my lifetime. Hopefully next lifetime. I mean, but it's interesting. The fact that maybe the, the, the wonder is, is that you can even get coalitions together because we have this old expression, you know, you have two Jews, three opinions. And of course, my opinion is the best opinion that there possibly is. And I have to convince you that your opinion is not as good as mine. So the, the, I guess that that any government could could be formulated is, is a, a tremendous miracle.
3: True. A lot of, could be many, many different options. Always interesting. It's never boring.
2: <laughs> if, you, if you like that kind of stuff. Okay. That's going to wrap it up. Our guest today has been Daniel Asheim, Israel Consul from... The, serving the Midwest in Chicago—that's where he's based. And one day, uh, hopefully, after this is all over, he'll actually be able to get to Detroit, and we'll be able to uh, greet him personally instead of just online. We wish you all the best, Daniel.
3: Amen. Thank you very much, and Happy New Year, B'riut and Oshel.
2: Healthiness—that's the whole thing. Is every every Thank grandmother ever told me when you got your health, you got everything.
3: Amen. <laughs>
2: Take care. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Jewish Shower. Why go to a hospital get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year, one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state of the art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248 624 9800. That's 624 9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurance is accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. Hi, Finman here. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. I hope you're healthy. Up next is a song by a composer, a Jewish composer, modern Jewish composer, who I have not been thrilled with in the past, and I very rarely played Many of his songs because I just thought they no I, I'm not going to do that to my my listeners, but this one actually really works. This is Joey Nosbaum. The song is called Mika Amcha Yisrael," who is like your people, Israel. And he wrote it after visiting one of the concentration camps. Not sure if it was Auschwitz or Birkenau, and it was just so inspired. And the tune came to his head, and the words like came, "Who is like your people, Israel?" And he realized that he needed somebody to help balance it out. So he asked Benny Friedman to come and do it. And so this is Joey Nussbaum, Benny Friedman, let me know if you like it.
4: Dieda y dada, di ya
2: Assurance of quality and excellence in kosher? Look for the Michigan K on the label. What's it look like? The Lower Peninsula of Michigan with a K. It's a symbol of the Michigan Kosher Supervisors. Go to their website, mycosup.com. That's M-I for Michigan, K-O for Kosher, and S-U-P for Supervisors, mycosup.com, and find this month's featured products. You'll find Michigan K products wherever fine food is sold, especially at Natural Food Patch on West Nine Mile Road in Ferndale. Herschelfin and here you're listening to the Jewish Hour. Up next, for your listening pleasure, this is Ellie Sweetbell, who's been around forever. I think there was a group was a trio with something like Sharf something in Sweetbell. That's that's him. Uh they were playing in the 70s. So this is a song, it's called Yaga, which Yaga means we'll get there. So let's get there. <laughs>
1: do
4: do
2: Why go to a hospital get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital, the same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year 1 in 6 people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There're no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Finman, you're listening to the Jewish Hour. We got time for one more song. This group—it's brand new group, first record. The group is called the Yalla Ensemble, and the song is called Yalla Yalla, which, on the street in Israel, kind of means like, hey, 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 hey. So, let's listen to it. We all know there's an opiate epidemic, but Advanced Rapid Detox has a solution for people addicted to pain pills, heroin, and dependent on Suboxone and methadone. Advanced Rapid Detox performs detox under sedation in the hospital. Patients sleep through withdrawals and wake up without cravings. Dr. Julia Aronoff and the staff at Advanced Rapid Detox help people restore their lives and the lives of their families. Addiction affects everyone, even in the Jewish community. And Advanced Rapid Detox is there to help. Call eight hundred six zero three eighteen thirteen. That's eight hundred six zero three eighteen thirteen or visit them online at www.AdvancedRapidDetox.com. rapid detox dot com. Finman here you're listening to the Jura Shower. We're in the portion of Schmos, which is the beginning of the book of Exodus. The word Schmos means names. And it's called that because the beginning verse says these are the names of the children of Jacob who went down to Egypt and it lists there the 12 sons of Jacob. We have also somebody else gets a name in this week's portion and that would be Moses or in Hebrew Moshe. As the story goes, Moshe was when he was three months old was put into a basket, put into a Nile, found by Pharaoh's daughter, pulled out of the river. She takes a look at him, and she names him Moshe, which means from the river Moshe, see who I pulled him out. So the kid's three years old, three months old already. Didn't have a name. He had a name. And in fact, in one of the Medrashim, Yalkut Shemoni. It says that Moses had 10 names. Okay. Miriam called it Yered because she knows she's going to have to go down to the river and watch him. He was also called Avigdor, master of the fence. That was the name that his grandfather, Kahas, called him because. He was the fenced in that Pharaoh's decree against having more kids. He was also called Haver, which means friend. Okay, he was also called Avi the father of seers, because he was the greater greatest prophet. He was called Yakusil. Which means the hope of God, which is the name that his mother gave him. He was also called Avi Zanoah, Master of Rejection, which is the name his brother gave him because his father had rejected, or their father had rejected their mother. They got divorced, but they finally got they got back together again, and so we call them Avi Zanoah. Okay, he's called Tuvia, which means the goodness of God. Naf said. People who knew that he was around called him Shmaya, which means he listens to God, that they saw that because of him, God would listen to their prayers. He's called Ben-Avitar, which means the son of Pardon, that he was going to get them off the hook for worshiping the golden calf. And he was also called Levi, that's like simple, because he was from the tribe of Levi. But if you'll ask the Joe average in the street, who was the leader of the Jewish people at the time of the giving of the Torah, the exodus of Egypt, everybody's going to go, Moses. So what is the significance then of all the other names that his parents gave him, the nicknames that his siblings gave him, something that his grandfather, who is no slouch, decided to give him, we go by the name Pharaoh's daughter. So it's talked about in Hasidus taken from and quoting the Kabbalah that Mayim refers to wisdom and that Moses' soul was a direct derivative of God's wisdom. Most souls go through processing, especially in this generation. What does the processing do? It makes the soul more relatable to the physical world. But at the same time, makes the soul less relatable to spirituality. Moses' soul, no processing. straight. Write them. As we say that it, at the, in the beginning of the, the portion, it says that this woman had a baby. She saw the baby was good. What all babies are good. In fact, every baby's like the cutest baby ever born. Just ask their moms and for sure ask their grandparents. But the commentaries say that when did we have in the Bible before? the expression that it and it was good the first day of creation when God created light and God saw the light and said the light's good so we see from this that we make point of comparison that when Moses was born the house was filled with light because his body just didn't contain this the intensity of his soul What does this got to do with us? We know that they, uh, the Bible is not a book of Jewish trivia. And now you know if you're playing Jewish Trivial Pursuit and someone asks you how many names did Moses have, you could say 11. I'm not going to ask you to repeat all 11 of them. But if you want to, you could. The important thing here is that Moses had a direct, one-on-one, personal, essential connection to God. We've also mentioned many times that every person, every nation that's mentioned in the Bible is actually referring to some character trait inherent in each and every one of us. So everyone has their own little personal Moshe. And the first Lubavitcher Rebbe spends an entire chapter in, in his Magnus Opum Tanya, about this personal Moses and says that this is the spark of our belief the, that relates our essence to God's essence. So we learn from this that, yes, that's the most important part. But there's other things also we have to be like one who goes down and we have master of rejection and listening to god and son of pardon and levy which means a connection et cetera. Et cetera. all those things are also very important we have to be holistic we're gonna to have to take a quick commercial break we'll be right back we got an awesome story don't go away you're listening to The Jewish
0: Hour. Hi, this is Spex Howard. The Spex Howard School of Media Arts is proud to have been a sponsor of The Jewish Hour and bring quality radio programming to the community. While much of the funding comes from its sponsors, listeners like you help keep The Jewish Hour on the air. Please send your tax-deductible donation to The Jewish Hour, 1725 Pinecrest Drive, Ferndale, Michigan, 48220. That's 1725 Pinecrest Tribe, Ferndale, Michigan, 48220. Your help is greatly appreciated. Thank you very much.
2: Herschel Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. What would you like to uh, get in touch with me the best way? RabbiFinman.com. Go to my website, dot com. And right there is a way to contact me. Very easy. We make life easy. That's what we're trying to do. And you can send me any question, comment, criticism, anything on your mind at all. And uh, that's fine. I answer all fan mail by myself. There's also archived editions of the show going back some four years There's also other ways in which we present Judaism in an entertaining and informative way, manner. And there's also the very important donations page. It's a new year, new beginning. We're starting over again. We thank God we're able to pay December. And with the help of the Almighty, we'll be able to pay January. And that is up to you. So we know it's like, okay, it's a new fiscal year. And it's like, it's not going to count on your 2020 taxes, but it's 2021. It's a new thing. It's a good thing. It's a way to start off the year. So let's start off the year. Go to rabbifinman.com. Click on the donations page, choose a, day, a donation that you'd like to give, or you could hit other and enter any there's lots of numbers in the, out there in the universe. You can even make it a monthly thing if you have PayPal. And that way it happens and you don't even have to think about it. Quick, no fuss, no must, no bother. Again, we want to make things easy for you. You've been listening so long. We're up to past 50 minutes of the show. So you've enjoyed it. You've listened before, most likely. It, it takes a lot of resources to keep this radio program on air. Now 25 years we're doing this and every month we've made the same pledge. And I'll make this pledge, I'll make this promise that if we cover our budget for January before the end of the month, I don't do this. And I'll tell a longer story. And you get to get to hear more about the story rather than me meek about how much you should <laughs> do the right thing and so help support the radio. If you do not like internet giving and putting your credit card out there on the very highly encrypted website, I can understand. So drop your donation of any amount to the Jewish Hour, 1725 Pinecrest Drive, Ferndale, Michigan, 48220. This story Involved somebody known as the Ben Yisachar. That was the name of the book that he wrote. It's a whole story why he called his book the Bnei Yisachar, since his name was not Yisachar. His name was Svi Elimelech, and he lived in the city of Dinov, which is located many, many miles east of Gross Point Farms. He was on his deathbed. And in a state of total unconsciousness, surrounded by his followers.